When it comes to other people's expectations, the most common advice that we ever get is to ignore them. But there are a few situations where you not only need to pay attention to expectations, but you must meet them as well. Not sure when that would be? Well, listen in, because we're about to tell you. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three, two, one, liftoff. Two women, one mission, to break through the BS of business, money, and mindset, so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Colleen Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent and welcome back to Breaking, Breaking Through the BS. Hello Ray, it's Hello, good to Pauline. see you again and hear you. Thank you, it's great to be back. Awesome, well I say it every freaking week, we've got a great show today but I don't think we've had a bad show, that's just my opinion and I'm sticking to it. Well that's it, I mean we're the type of people that wouldn't release a bad show. No we- that's right and besides... Um, 100% of all Pauline Longdon's surveyed said that our show is great. Excellent. So I'm sticking to that stat. Yeah. That is fantastic. Great. Isn't that the way those stats can always be skewed to suit your, suit your agenda? Or back up your, uh, <laughs> exactly, your claims. Exactly right. But we're not talking about stats today. We are actually talking about expectations and basically our great expectations of others and how we meet them or we suffer the consequences of not doing that now I'll be honest with you right here and now not that I've ever been dishonest with you but I don't like to meet other people's expectations usually and the reason for that is because people have expectations of who I am what I'm doing and that sort of stuff and in my life they've set the bar fairly low Oh, very low. You almost <laughs> tripped over it. I know. A, oh, a what times. was that? Oops. <laughs> Got stuck in the bottom of my foot and it's like, oh, oh, that's someone's expectation. So I don't like that whole, you know, living up to other people's expectations or living down to people's expectations. And we can do another show on that another day. But I'm actually talking about something that is important when it comes to expectations because in our day-to-day life, when we deal with people, And when people engage with us, an instant expectation is set up and they are the expectations we need to deliver on, especially when we are businessmen and women, when we are marketers and when we are copywriters. When we engage with people, they engage our services, there is an instant expectation and we need to deliver. Well, especially when there's money exchanged. Isn't that the truth? So that's where we need to be not so precious about things you know like go oh I don't care I am who I am and I don't care what people think about me of course you do like people will say it like they go you can see their mouth moving going oh, yeah I don't care about it I'm a badass you know I'm, I'm whatever but then you see the little fragile human the hurt little child in a human in an adult body that's going oh actually I really do care like yeah I just want people to like me yeah there's very few people that actually say you know no f's given and actually really mean it there's 
very few people that can well, carry it. that off. If they really didn't give a give an F, then they wouldn't need to say it. Exactly, and isn't that the thing when people in my in my humble experience of nearly fifty years on planet Earth, when people say, "I don't care." That is the first hint that they do. <laughs> it's like it doesn't take a genius or Einstein to work it out. It's like as soon as someone says or starts a sentence with, well, I don't care, you know, it, they do. It's kind of like when men deal with women and women go, fine. And the guy <laughs> goes, oh, that's great. I'm going to go out with, you know, can I go out with my mates on the weekend? And the woman goes, of course you can. Oh, Fine. It's like, and then the guy goes, great, I'm going out with my mates on the weekend. It's like, no, dude, you're not. You're just not. <laughs> so it's kind if you of, want to be alive on Monday, don't do it. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, yeah, read between the lines. And that's what we're doing here with the expectations. So as I said, I don't like to live up to or down to people's expectations, but I do like to meet certain people's expectations. And this is... You know, there's a really important word in the English language. I don't think a lot of people use it enough, and that is distinction. Make the distinction and have the distinction of what expectations you need to meet and what ones you just can dis dismiss, you know, at your leisure. Yeah, or discernment. Oh, what did I say? Distinction. Oh, well, discernment. Yeah, I meant discernment, but um, distinction's good too. But, yeah, discernment. Have the discernment. Okay, so the, let me start again. Um, there are two... <laughs> D words in the English language that are fantastic in my book, and that is distinction and discernment. How's that? Good? Beautiful. Yep. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> nice recovery. Not editing it out because it's important. All right. So let's talk about these um, expectations and delivering on them. So when a client or a customer pays you for a service, they have an expectation. But who has set that expectation you have as a service provider because you've made a promise to them. Well, yeah, you made the offer to start with. Exactly. Which is ultimately the promise that you're promised to deliver yep. um, on your deliverables for the set price that you, you asked. And so then when the client or customer gives you money for that, that is their contract and commitment to you that they agree that you're going to deliver, deliver service. what you've promised simple as it's just like there's nothing complicated about it so then when people start to get butthurt about the fact that my client expects more of me or they you know aren't happy with what I've done it's like well you've got to don't don't just look at the the client because remember when you point your finger at someone you've got three of your own pointing back at you unless you've had a horrible hand accident it's usually three fingers but um, when you're pointing the finger at someone else, remember always to have a look at yourself and see what you actually delivered, uh, what offered. you offered, promised, and then delivered. So absolutely, it's on you as well. So in this day and age, though, there is a, a warning that we need to give people, and that is that businesses seem to think that delivering what they promised is enough to meet the customer's expectations. You know, like, oh, we give great customer service. Oh, we've given you a good price. We've done this. We've done that. That's the bare minimum. That is the that is the lowest expectation that they have of you. The expectation is that, you know, you've you if you've hyped yourself up and said, you know, you're the best copywriter on the planet or you get conversions at thirty percent or you get this and you get that, well, they don't just want you to deliver great copy. They want you to hit those markers that you've promised in, in hyping yourself up. And that's where a lot of the problems come in. 
So we have these copywriters that get upset because they they think that their customers or clients are unreasonable, but they've set up the expectations in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But anyway, so um, something about uh, copywriters while I'm on the on the thing is, when we write copy though, as a copywriter, or as any writer, like this even works for, for fiction and that, we know that each sentence sets up the next sentence you know so it's like this chain of sentences that all link together there's no broken bits there's no weak parts that actually let the let the chain down no sort of like each sentence draws the the reader to the next sentence yeah keeps them reading that's the whole idea of sentences isn't it and that chain that we yeah definitely you know link together but what, what also the sentences do is each sentence sets up an expectation of what the next sentence is going to be. True. Which is why sometimes when you read copy or you read a book and um, all of a sudden you, it's like you're reading a sentence and then all of a sudden there's this like quantum leap to another subject or another parallel universe that you weren't even aware that was there until all of a sudden you find yourself there and it's like, wow, I blinked and I missed it. Where am I now? That kind of thing. That's not meeting the expectation of the reader. So if you're going to do that, if you are going to make a quantum leap, you need to prepare the reader. It's like, you know. For the journey. For the journey. I'm about to take you on a quantum leap. And so let's frame this so that they can then orientate themselves to where they are in the story. And that's what happens in copy. And we need to keep that in mind when we're actually doing our funnels, you know, like in copy and, and marketing, that each piece although they are standalone individual pieces like a Facebook ad then leads to like an opt-in page, opt-in page then um, delivers a free report, the free report then people give them um, emails to make sure they read the free report but at the same time they might offer them something that's relevant and relatable to that offer, blah, 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 and then it goes on and maybe there's a sales page in there but all the way along expectations are being set up like, so you're saying to someone, okay, so click on my Facebook page, um, on my Facebook ad, and I'm going to send you to the opt-in page. So what's the, pa- what's the person expecting to do next? Well, I'll land on an opt-in page. Exactly, right? So then it's, all right, so you're on the opt-in page. Um, so now I want you to leave your uh, email address and your name. So what does the person expect next? Well, that they're going to be contacted, yep. but with relevant information I'm sorry, I'm, I sort of, yeah, you're right, you're correct. I, I just didn't make that as clear as I could have. So they land on the opt-in page. It, it offers a free report Yes. for an email. So there's a... In exchange for an email yeah, address. Yeah, there's an ethical bribe that if you give me your email address and you consent to me spamming you, well, it's not spam when you when you sign into an opt or you opt into a list. So let's get rid of the spam word. It is not spam because you have consented and agreed to it. So let's get rid of that. So... You, by leaving my email address, I consent that you will then market to me until I buy or die or whatever, probably die because you're going to get me to keep buying. So, um, so what does the person expect to get when they leave their details? Well, they want to get the report that delivers on what the opt-in page said was going to be in the report. So if it's going to be the three ways that you can boost your list or you can grow um, grow your business. It has to be those three things. It can't be the seven ways to 
avoid scammers or something like that or seven ways I won a million dollars on betting on horses or something like that. It can't be different because the expectation has been set up. Then what do they expect to, you know, they they leave their details. What do they expect? They expect to get the bloody report, don't they? Yeah. How often, and I hate this of marketers, how often have you ever left your details and never got what you signed up for? Oh, too many times to to yeah. recall. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And usually I leave a leave a note on their um on their Facebook ad, you know, in the comments section saying, you know, I wouldn't mind getting that free report that you promised and so then obviously because the expectation expectation hasn't been met, as soon as they send me an email without that report, I unsubscribe. Absolutely. Because they have violated my trust and my expectations because those expectations create the trust. They do. So this is really important for us as marketers and copywriters, business owners and every everyone in life to know that when we set up an expectation for someone, you deliver it. Otherwise, you really start to piss people off and they, well, they'll unsubscribe. But in this day and age... We have something um, far worse than people just unsubscribing from your list. In the olden days, it used to be if you did something good for a business or someone, they would tell, you know, maybe five people around them. And then if you piss them off, they would tell 10 people. These days, they don't just tell 10 people. They tell everyone on every social media platform that they're on. Yeah, definitely. And also they'll leave, and here we are, we've, we've got, you know, like um, review sites as well. Um, we've got Google reviews. You, If you piss people off, they can plaster you everywhere. And right or wrong, whether you agree with it or not. So that is the consequences of not meeting people's expectations. So people just will not tolerate it anymore. The other thing with um, setting up expectations is something that I see a lot as well, is that clickbait sort of culture of copywriters or marketers and that sort of thing. They will do a headline. Yeah, well, back in the old olden days... Yeah. Um, the classic headline was sex. Yep. Now I've got your attention. attention. It's like, no, no, the person was expecting sex or something related to sex, but there you are trying to um, sell them Goodyear ties or something like that, sex and Goodyear. Well, it could be a Goodyear, but um, anyway, we won't go there. That could get really rude. But, um, yeah, so sex, now that I've got your attention, now I'm going to tell you about um, how you can make money on Bitcoin. It's like, no. No, it's got nothing you've, to do. You've betrayed their trust and, you know, just blown out their expectations of no one's going to give you the time of day, the day there. You need to be honest and, you know, things like that. So um, one of the ways that you can actually meet the expectations of others is probably to under-deliver. You know, like instead of these copywriters, marketers and that hyping themselves up and I'm the best thing since blah, blah, and I'm the best copywriter in the world, it's like, I don't even know who the best copywriter on the planet is, quite frankly, because there's about 1,500 billion of them. (laughs) And actually, the funny thing is, I don't even think I'm one of them because I've got this whole mentality that if you say you're the best of something, then that implies that you don't feel that you've got anywhere else to go. Yeah, that you've reached the top and you... There's no one better than you. No need to grow any further. And it's like, who else can I learn from? Oh, I'm just going to learn from myself because I'm the best. It's like, no. Um... I'm happy to be, you know, not the best. I'm happy to be the best copywriter I can be, 
Absolutely. not the best copywriter on the planet. I think that's a really big claim and that's really quite arrogant seeing that, you know, coming down to the, the crux of it, do you know every freaking copywriter on the planet? I mean, there are some people who are better copywriters than professional copywriters, but no one knows about them because all they do every day, day in, day out, they write copy for their own business and they are making seven, eight, nine figures a year. And nobody knows And about nobody them. knows their name. Yep that they're just making money in the dark, which is perfect. So don't over-promise, you know, just yeah. under-promise under and over-deliver. Yeah, nice nice catch because you, you did say it the other way around. Oh, so it's sorry. Under-promise but over-deliver. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, do not over-promise your capabilities and set up unreasonable expectations because they are going to blow up in your face. Because it's, it's like when... Um, when I started copywriting, one of the things that I always wanted to get to was I had all these copywriters around me saying, oh, and they were pretty good copywriters, and saying, oh, yeah, I get 25K for a sales letter, you know, just, you know, every day of the week I'm offered one of those. I'm thinking, well, how many of those could you write in a week, realistically? And, um, but the thing is that in getting a $25,000 job, do you think that, expectations of that client are astronomical oh absolutely what are the de demands that they're placing on you the expectations of, of the quality of the work that they're actually getting from you they're not going to accept a good a good is good enough sales letter from you for 25 or a templated 000. sales letter or, or one of those ones yeah oh just um put it through this copy program and it's just going to spit out a, a a sales letter for you which I've seen people do. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, and then they complain when the client complains and it's like, well, what did you expect? You didn't do a 25K job. You, you barely did a $250 job um, on that kind of budget and you did not meet with the expectations of the person, you know. So that's really important to know about and um, just managing the expectations of that people have for you the way that you market yourself as well um i've come across that myself at a personal level um i marketed myself very well and then i started to get into a new niche niche for the american listeners and um all of a sudden they're saying that my copy wasn't meeting their expectations but if I was in my old niche, in my own old area, I was swimming, I was, I was pretty much a big fish in that pond, doing really, really well. So then I had to manage their expectations and adjust what I was handing into them. And that's part of it, is not complaining about them saying, oh, well, they don't know good copy if they see it, because they bloody do. They, they know copy, they deal with it every day. But when you actually go up a scale up a level, or you want to go and play in a different industry or a different niche, then you need to manage the expectations that people have of you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for most people, it's like they're trained and proficient in one area. Let's just say sport. It's like you can't really take a, a baseball player who's at the, the top of the game in baseball mm. and stick a couple of pads on his leg and go, hey, come out and play some cricket, mm. it's like they don't know what they're doing. Well, they tried to do that with someone recently, wasn't it? Usain Bolt? Oh, yeah, for soccer. He was going to, yeah, they brought him out to, to Australia. They were going to 
get him to play soccer for one of the, the he teams because he can run really fast. He only lasted a couple of weeks of training and then he went back home or something. Um, it just wasn't wasn't an event. But people had stupid expectations just because he's a fast runner that he could actually outrun people on a soccer field. But who's to say that he can actually run really fast with a soccer ball at his feet? Totally yeah, different skill set. It. So think about the expectations that you're setting up with people, you know, because Usain Bolt, you know, talked himself up. Yeah, of course I can do that. Well, he couldn't. So um, who's at fault, Usain Bolt or the people who expected that he could do it? Because he said that he could do it. And this, this gets back to copywriters, marketers, business owners, you know, what expectations are you setting up with the, the clients and the customers that you're dealing with? And... Um, are you setting up the right expectations for them? And if you're not, and then they're complaining about you, maybe that's where you need to just tweak your processes and get those expectations, you know, yes. more in alignment. Especially in the, the beginning phases mm-hmm. until you gain that experience in that new niche yep. or niche or new environment. Yeah. And you, you build up your own track record in that new environment. Yeah. I mean, you can transfer the skills. Yes, exactly. But you'll always go through a learning curve Yeah. to start with. Yeah, exactly. There's always a learning curve with everything. Just when you think that you get to the top of somewhere, <laughs> it's like when you go to school, you know. You go to um, preschool, you nail preschool, then you go to kindergarten. It's like, oh, man, kindergarten's great. You get to the top of kindergarten, then you go to primary school. It's like, oh, dude, I'm at the bottom again. Then you get up to, like, you know, um, in, in Australia, you've got sixth class or grade six, and then it's like you're at the top, and it's like, oh, this is great. And then the next year, you go to grade seven, which is the bottom of high school. And then, because there's always the top and bottom thing that's always yeah, happening. Like, like the military, the, yep. the king of the shits and the shit of the kings. Yep, yep. Each new rank, it's like, yep, I'm, I'm crushing it as a lieutenant. Oh, now I'm a captain. Oh, damn it, I'm at the bottom of the captains now. You know, a couple of years later, top of the captains, doing really good. Oh, now I'm a major. Oops, Oops. I'm at the bottom of the majors. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so it's always that, you know. Yeah. And, and but there's also... expectations along the way as well. Yeah. And that also comes back to that um, concept of theoretical versus practical. Mm-hmm. It's like you can know everything about riding a bike by reading a book, but until you actually put it into practice, yeah, you can't be the best bike rider the first time you sit on a bike. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, be kind to yourself, but also no. What expectations you're yeah. setting up with people. And know that you've got to start somewhere mm. at each new venture that you do. Yeah, exactly. So, expectations. Yeah. Have think, discernment. Yep, and a bit of food for thought. Yeah. And if you need to, use the unexplainable shelf that we talked about in the previous episode. Yeah, I like that unexplainable shelf. It was a, came, a, a whole game changer, changed my life um, in big ways, just keeping my mind open because if I had a closed mind on this and thinking that clients' expectations of me were unreasonable and thinking that they had jumped to that conclusion themselves, then I'd be pointing my finger at them and going, you know, they're the problem. But in having that unexplainable shelf and having that open, objective mind, I look at the whole situation and go, actually, you know what, maybe I wasn't clear on what I was delivering and also with that price point, they are expecting a lot more. 
If you're selling a sales letter for $100, people are not going to expect much. Sell one for $1,000? Hmm, meh, not really, you know. Uh, sell it for $10,000? Now you're starting to get into higher expectations. 25000 you have the highest expectations on that copy that you produce. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Can't be cookie cutter. No, not at all. Not one bit. Alrighty, well, hope you like the show today. Yeah. Be sure to drop us a line, uh, yep. either on the show page, um, on the Facebook page, or just send us an email. Yep, and if you've got any topics you'd like us to just riff about, just send them in and we would love to have a chat. Or even if you've got a question, we would be happy to field some questions and help you to understand marketing business and mindset a little bit better. Yep. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye for now. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through The BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now.